heard is a symbol of the modern world. At least that's what some people say it is. A leaf blower. A petrol-powered, handheld machine that, well, blows leaves and grass cuttings from one place to another. And that's it. All in the service of a homeowner who wants to look out on a pristine and unnaturally green lawn. Again, that's it. For some, the leaf blower is the ultimate symbol of futility in the modern world. Would you agree? I think I do. And there's a professor in the United States who agrees. In fact, he and his department, aptly named the Sisyphus Centre for Futility Studies at the Toto Institute of Technology and Social Sciences in Indiana, have created a strange kind of experiment to prove the point. It involves robotics, artificial intelligence, Greek drama, and yes, leaf blowers. His name is Grayson Humboldt III, and he's also the Dean of the Toto Institute, which has recently become affiliated to our very own university here in South Mims, Hertfordshire, England. I spoke to him for the first time on Skype a few days ago. Here's that conversation, edited for brevity's sake. Hold on, hold on, sorry, we're just turning the leaf blowers up. The green one needs more gas, and the blue one needs a tune-up. Okay, okay. But give me an hour, will ya? I gotta speak to England. I said, I gotta speak to England. Great, thanks. Yeah, see ya. Sorry about that. We've got CNN coming over to film our leaf blowing experiment. So we're fine tuning the blowers in Sisyphus 1 and Sisyphus 2. Okay, so so how are you? Oh, I, I was fine this morning until the groundsmen here at South Mims U powered up their leaf blowers. <laughs> they do it every week and it drives me mad. The sound goes right through me. Ah, yes, the modern scourge of the leaf blower. Here at Tits, we banned them. Sorry, uh, at where? Tit! Um, I don't understand. Toto Institute of Technology and Social Sciences. T-I-T-S-S. -S. Tit! Oh, yes. Uh, you know, that never crossed my mind that the acronym spells, uh, well, um... Tits. Yes. Uh, yes. I know it sounds kind of embarrassing, kind of saucy, but it gets us noticed. Go Tits! I, I bet, I bet that does get you noticed. <laughs> hey, it's a crowded market out there for colleges, especially small ones like ours. we got to go big on sports to attract attention. We're building a stadium for our college football team, the Fighting Tip Mice. Titmice? Uh, aren't they really little birds? Little birds, native to America, popular here in Indiana. And before you ask, they're small. Hence the tit in titmice. I don't understand. Tit in Old English means small bird. And they're small birds. And you can guess why the word tit also refers to, well, tits. I see, yes. Um, well, shall we talk about leaf blowers? Sure. They're often used by complete tits. <laughs> see what I did there. I used the word in the way the Brits do. A total tit net gets on my tits, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, that's that's very good, uh, very amusing. Uh, so, Grayson, you say you've banned leaf blowers, but didn't I hear some leaf blowers going on in the background as we started this call? Sure we did, but that's all part of our academic work. It's the project we're doing as part of our work at the Sisyphus Centre. What is the Sisyphus Centre exactly? We study futility, the psychology, science and philosophy of futility. It's something we all feel from time to time, some of us more than others, and it's something we experience every day in often small ways, but sometimes very big ones. Life can feel futile, especially when you're confronted with change you can't ever seem to control or prepare for. And technology is often at the heart of that change. 
Technology engenders futility. We believe it does, yes. And the leaf blower is just such a technology? In a way. It's a crude technology that symbolizes for us here at TITS something very particular about how humans engage with technology and react to its power. Often, it's power to dehumanize them and to lead them to fall into futile actions and practices and needs. Needs that the technology manufactures, but which are not, well, fundamental human needs at all. A leaf blower does all that? Well, not on its own. It does it as a part of what I like to call the industrial futility complex. The industrial futility complex. I'm glad your tone capitalized each word. They are three important words. The point we make here at Sisyphus is that technology might seem useful, and don't get me wrong, it is useful for many, many things. But often it just leads to repetitive, inconsequential, unneeded actions and desires that create a doom loop of, well, futile actions and needs. But the term futility industrial complex suggests something deliberate, a plot against us. Well, it is deliberate, and the leaf blower is an amazing symbol of that phenomenon. But it's just a leaf blower. I think you need reminding of what a leaf blower does. Brad, power up that G9400, will ya? No, 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 you don't, you don't have to. Oh, oh, oh dear. No, 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 you can stop it. I, I, I get the point. Now that sound, that represents 100 decibels. That's way too loud for most people, and it's way too loud for people who do the millions of lawns in this country. There's an epidemic of leaf blowers. The lawn guys usually wear protection, but ordinary people walking by or sitting in their houses don't. And it can do damage even when you hear it for just a few minutes. And they pump out fumes, don't they? They pump out lots of greenhouse gases, which are breathed in by the lawn guys, usually low-paid immigrants, and they pollute the suburbs and add to the CO2 in the atmosphere. But they can't be seen as a major factor in climate change, can they? Sure they can. Do you know how many leaf blowers there are in the USA right now? Well, I couldn't even guess. The EPA estimated there were 11 million, and that was back in 2015. So there are probably a lot more right now, right? Much more. The demand for pristine lawns has gone up, I'd say, exponentially. But what's futile about this issue? The perfect lawn, that demand, the need, the desire, the struggle for the perfect lawn. That is the definition of 21st century futility. Surely there are other more important things that are futile, right? If something is important, then it is, by definition, not futile. The perfect lawn is a fantasy. No lawn can be perfect, and if it looks perfect, it will only do so for a brief instant. A leaf, a twig. A wrinkled Oreo wrapper will float along in the faintest of breezes and land on your lawn. The perfection is ruined. You have to start all over again with the leaf blower. Brad? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Yes, that really is too loud. Just making my point. Well, I see your point. I see your point. And I see the allusion you're trying to make to the myth of Sisyphus is, well, yeah, it kind of works. It works very well. Well, for the benefit of our listeners, just outline what the myth is, will you? First, it's a Greek myth. They were good at myths, the Greeks. And this particular myth saw a guy named Sisyphus condemned by the gods to roll a rock up to the top of the mountain. By all accounts, a steep, rocky, very difficult to climb mountain. And every time he got to the summit, the rock would just roll all the way back down to the bottom of the mountain again. And he had to keep on doing that. He had to keep on rolling for eternity. What did he do to deserve that punishment? He cheated death. And what was so bad about that? He did it twice. So why is cheating death twice, uh, twice as bad as doing it once? The gods have a plan, and Sisyphus trapped 
Thanatos, the personification of death, and sent him back to Hades without his prey, which was Sisyphus himself. And he did it again. The gods don't like being cheated, and they like us to play by their rules. And if you don't, you get punished. Okay, but uh, this is all uh, like a myth, right? So what's the link to leaf blowers or technology in general? I'm tempted to say that when we are tempted to defy the modern gods, the Mike Zuckerberg or the Dower Bezos or the Mad Musk, that they punish us by delivering technologies and software that promotes Sisyphian futility. I don't think I understand. I'm sorry, Grayson. Okay, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying an experiment. Can technology itself come to understand the concept of futility? And if it can, might it realize that it itself is turning us all into modern examples of Sisyphus? We're all becoming Sisyphuses or uh, Sisyphi. Uh, what's the plural of Sisyphus? I don't think there is a plural, but that's not the point. But what is the point? And, and what have leaf blowers got to do with it? Okay, okay. The point will become clear. Here at TITS, we're working on artificial intelligence, just like the rest of the world is. We're combining it with robotics. We started because we got a grant from a leading supplier of gardening equipment. I can't reveal which. But they want to see if they can replace people with robots. What? What? Robots doing your lawn? Yes, and everything else you need to keep your yard looking great. But what about the workers? I mean, they aren't paid that much anyway, are they? Again, it's all part of the futile search for ultimate cost efficiency. In the end, it will turn out to be futile because only the super rich will be able to have lawns and yards anyway. So there won't be a mass market for garden services. But that's another futile dead end, which our futile economic specialists are looking at. Okay, robot lawn guys, how's that going to work? Well, the lawn part is easy. They have leaf blowers and they blow leaves. You've made robots that can do that? Sure we have. I have two of them right here. Let me just move my camera. Ah, oh, right, okay. Well, well dear listener, uh, Grayson has moved his camera and... Oh, I can see two robots. Uh, they're probably around five feet high. 410. Right, uh, 410. And they look like, well, fairly standard robots. We didn't go overboard on the design. Not much point. <laughs> because it was um, futile? Exactly. So they both have leaf blowers adapted to their casing, and they communicate wirelessly with the robot's brains. And what's AI got to do with it? The AI, using machine learning and large language models to understand what a pristine lawn means, why humans want pristine lawns, and what it takes to keep a lawn, well, constantly pristine. So they will keep tending to their assigned lawns to ensure that it matches the image that's been set as the default state of each lawn. That doesn't sound like you need much intelligence, artificial or otherwise. No, it doesn't. But it does demand a sense of constant work and the social awareness of human needs and the need to keep working to achieve it. Again, I can see that, but I don't see the point. I mean, in terms of your study of futility. Well, that's the core of the experiment. What we're asking Sisyphus 1 and Sisyphus 2 to realize is that their work is futile, that the task itself is futile. That there can never be a pristine lawn that stays pristine for long in a natural ecosystem. So the logical thing to do would be to stop trying to achieve that pristine lawn. To give up. What we want to find out is whether AI can realize that it's time to give up. Because the task they've been set is futile. And how do you do that? Hold on, hold on. I'll call you back in, in, in a few seconds. Just hold on. Don't go away. Oh, right. Well, Grayson has ended the call. Uh... He's moving outside his lab, at least I think it's a lab, and uh, he's going to another location. 
While we're waiting for him to call back, I'd like to link Grayson's work to the ideas in the book The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus. He used it as a metaphor for a world in which, for Camus, most modern industrial labour was ultimately futile. And it also revealed that there was no inherent meaning to anything, no ultimate reason why the world is the way it is or why it changes or our place in it. Camus believed that accepting that there is no meaning to life is important because that liberates us to give it a meaning of our own. We are in control of meaning and can liberate ourselves from futile labour or futile longings for things we don't need or cannot have. But how two robots with leaf blowers can enable artificial intelligence to understand that is, well, it's beyond me. I think Grayson's back. Uh, oh, Grayson, you look like you're out in the suburbs now. Yes. Well, Toto itself is a tiny town, a settlement, really, here in rural Indiana. Actually, it gave its name to Dorothy's dog in The Wizard of Oz. Did you know that? Dorothy's dog? No, I didn't know that. Well, how? Frank Elbaum, who wrote the original book, lived close by here. He had a house at Bass Lake, and it's said he used the name of our township. He remembered it when he was writing the book. But that's set in Kansas, isn't it? I, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. Isn't that the line? Actually, the line from the movie is, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. That's the line. In the book, I don't know. I never read it. Okay, well, that's a sidebar. So where are you and why are you there? I'm in classic Indiana suburbia. And like so many other places in America, medium-sized homes on a couple of acres of property with rolling lawns. I can see that. It's like a million places we see in the movies and TV shows all the time. That's exactly what we've wanted. It's the perfect place to see if the AI can work out what futility feels like. Not just what the word means. I can see um, one of your robots. It's, it's across the road, isn't it? Yes, that's Sisyphus 1. It's tasked with keeping the Joneses' lawn clear of leaves and cuttings. The Joneses really want their lawn to be pristine. And the robot that's uh, right next to you, um, what's that? Yeah. This is Sisyphus 2, and it's got the same job, but on behalf of the Mecklenburg's Law. Both look like lovely lawns, really succulently green and, uh, well, not quite so clear of leaves at the moment. So this is how it begins. Okay, turn sissy lawn on, will ya? Ah, yes, yes, I can see the robot moving methodically, and the leaves are being blown away, uh, mostly into the street, and, uh, oh, oh, actually, uh, onto the Mecklenburg's. Now! Watch. Okay, so the second robot is now clearing its own lawn, the Mecklenburg's lawn. Uh, well, that's pretty logical. Yeah, you see? The AI is sticking to its task and learning about what it needs to do to keep the lawn clear. See? It's clear. But the leaves have gone across the road again and, oh dear. Yes, yeah, so Sissy one has to start over. But now the Jones's lawn is cleared and, uh, oh... Sissy 2 is doing its job. Well, it's futile. You realize that in a few seconds, but how long will it take these AI-powered machines to realize it? I see your point now. So, <laughs> how long are you going to wait? I don't know. We'll spare the good people of this place too much noise. But we're going to run the experiment for a couple of hours each day to see what happens, whether the AI understands the real meaning of futility. Well, we'll come back in a couple of days to find out, then. Be my guest. So, it's been uh, three days, actually, since we recorded that call, and it's time to check back to see what's been happening over in rural Indiana. Let's try.
thanks for checking back in. Any progress on the futility front, Grayson? Nothing. By now I would have expected the AI to have worked out that what it has been asked to do is ultimately futile. Hold on. I'll just go inside. Okay, I'm inside with the Mecklenburgs. They're very patient people, committed to academic inquiry and research. So is your conclusion that artificial intelligence can't cope with the concept of futility? I believe that's true, and it's a very positive finding. Well, why is that? Because if an understanding of futility is what makes us different from the machines, then we have a chance of survival. I don't understand. We can transcend the machine logic of the technological age and reclaim what it means to be human. Through futility? In a way, yes. By being able to understand our limits and that we are not in control of the natural world around us. And that being human is about understanding limits and escaping the cycle of futile needs and tasks so we can be more human. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's... Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. What's happening? Well, oh, oh, what's happening, Grayson? Can you show me? Could you show me? Oh my God! Grayson's turned the camera and, well, Sisyphus 1 has made its way into the middle of the road and uh, Sisyphus 2 has gone to meet it and, oh, oh. Oh my God! Well, what did they do? The only logical thing their AI brains could think of was to basically go to war and destroy each other. That's terrible. D does that change your conclusion at all? Well, of course it does. And it doesn't bode well for humanity. Oh, oh dear. Sorry. I can't talk right now. This is... I, I need to rethink this. Bye! Well, dear listeners, I think we all need to reflect on the issues our colleagues at the Toto Institute of Technology and Social Sciences have been doing and what it means for humanity. In the meantime, please check out our many South Mims U podcasts or, or get your AI-powered recommendation engine to do it for you. Thanks for listening. I hope it hasn't been futile. Goodbye. Oh. Uh, Gardener Man, hello, hello. Uh, what you're doing is completely futile. Fuck off, you complete tit!